Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. I used to think life was something to figure out. I was racing to the finish line Not taking a second to savor every stride Still trying to find the answer to who am I But that's alright, I'll take my time And enjoy the journey No need to run, take your time Live your life and you'll find what it means to be Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Casey Sauna with Human. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you both doing? Hello. Hello, Nicole. And hello, Greg. I'll tell you, I, I like the guy. A couple of things. One thing. Man, very different. What's the time signature? Oh, I don't know. But, <laughs> I, but, like, but I know one so. thing I do know is I know he's from England. I'll make a stupid generalization. I think English artists are always cooler than American artists. <laughs> then it's, why don't you like Ed Sheeran? He's an English artist. No, he's Irish. Is he Irish? <laughs> no, he's English. It's uh, you know, it's uh, there's there is a sophistication. I think I Which really is a different do. a different mindset to how yeah. they do things. Yeah, there's something hipper about. No, nah, I don't hate Ed Sheeran either. He's okay. <laughs> I'm. Well, so, I told you, I'm done splash. hating. I'm done hating. You know, I there think you go. Taylor Swift is fine and. Yeah. You know, um, no, I, I still get to hate her football team. 
You can hate the football team. I don't hate anybody. I don't hate anyone. (laughs) What's funny, too, is Casey found us on Spotify. He was going through and scrolling and found the podcast and submitted that way, which I think is the first time someone actually probably found us and submitted through the service that we stream with. So I thought thought last... uh, Last week's person found this too. No, she found us through Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Instagram has been a big uh, discovery mechanism for for this podcast, and I assume it is a big mechanism for almost anybody that's doing anything that needs to be promoted or needs to find an audience. Instagram is kind of the thing, right? I think artists now have switched, especially the younger ones, to TikTok because there's more growth and quicker growth there potentially if they can like hit the right algorithmic code and get their profile up. So I don't know if Instagram's the place for music artists right now. But I'll tell you something. I have a song that I wrote years ago called Everybody Walks Too Fast, Slow Down, you know? <laughs> and um, and, he, and this guy's, you know, take your time, don't run. You know, his, 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 his thing about it, I disagree with him. I don't think take your time. I think... You take Hurry your time. <laughs> Run full speed ahead. Do not take your time. I'm sorry, um, Casey, I don't know how old you are, but time goes by quick, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, 18 becomes 27, becomes 38, becomes 52, quicker than you think. And then and you're there taking your time thinking, hey. Well, so. I think the perception, when you when you are able to be in the now, stay in the present, you know, when you're being, when you're being mindful – the perception is that that slows down time in and of itself. So I like the idea of slowing down because I like the Zen Buddha say, take notice. I like taking I'm notice. I'm a Zen guy. I do all my yeah. psychedelic yeah. journeys and all that stuff. Well, you know, take notice of But I, you know what I hate? Hmm. I hate the term mindfulness. It's, <laughs> well, stu- it's, it's stupid. Just, you know, it's, no, mindfulness. it's not, man. It's like life changing. It's, it, but it's a stupid word, mindfulness. So then, what would yeah, you call basically it, Carl? The, it's the opposite of mindfulness. You want to be of no mind. You don't want to be mindful. You want to be empty mind. <laughs> That's you, true. You want to be yeah, actually, clear-minded. You know, you, you know yeah. what you want to be, Carl? Yeah. You want I, you want to be a void. I think no, mindful yeah, is. I am. I am mindful every day. I'm so mindful. It, it annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. I, I, I want to be mindless. Mindlessness. Yeah. That's true. I mean, uh, the, they once asked one of these Zen masters, you know, what was the secret to Zen, and he said, "Stop thinking." That's the right. Mindlessness. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> so I think I think you got it all backwards. Mindfulness. <laughs> anyway. I, I like the idea that we, you know, we use our sensory input for good as opposed to being annoyed or who does i mean when you're practicing mindfulness you're basically focusing everything and all your sensory input comes okay how about i'll I'll take the word thoughtfulness Mm -hmm. i think be thoughtful i like that yeah well you know be mindlessly thoughtful yeah mindlessly thoughtful that's a good one well the the uh the buddhists call it uh what loving friendliness i think that's Similar to thoughtfulness, you know. But Carl doesn't want to be friendly. He just wants to be empty-minded and maybe thoughtful. So I think friendlessness. Friendlessness. In, in, <laughs> well, uh, you know, I've said this many times on this podcast. Despite your demeanor, despite oh, your, you know, what you say, and it's what you I know, believe, baby, your, and your your ideas of what uh, is funny and ironic, you are an extremely loving. 
giving Scrooge you really was modeled are. Scrooge was modeled after me. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I I think you are you are um, All right, enough enough. Very anyway, accomplished at loving friendliness. You really Let me are. tell you something so but you know something sad Maybe this not week. so friendly, but something you're loving. Something sad. My well, freshman year I met my best friend who's since died, you know, Gary. But uh, you know Gary. Right. And right. I love Gary. But I met him at, I used to be in the folk mass. I used to play the guitar and folk group in church, believe it or not. You know, when I was in, like, you know, ninth grade. I remember this so big. The Father Costello was his name. He brought in this album he just got called Lay Down Candles in the Rain by Melanie. And oh, we wow. loved man, we, we loved it. We loved that song, yeah. Melanie. And then uh, that record was great. Then she went on and had that stupid hit, you know, I Got a Brand New Bicycle. That stupid no, song. No, Roller Skates, yeah. Roller yeah, Skates, yeah. yeah. But I Got a Brand New Roller Skates, yeah. yeah. But, and she just died. Yeah. So, it, and it kind of touched me because it's, she died yesterday. Because, like, yeah. it just reminded me of how, like, little bits of my, because I equate her to Gary and to meeting Gary and to, you, yeah. know, you know, you know, and it's, it's like a bit of my life, another bit of my life. To she was very much a kind of a legitimate folky, you oh, know, yeah, hippie yeah. writer, you know. And, she was at and, Woodstock. She was at Woodstock. Yeah, and it's a, it's a shame that that kind of novelty song, although, you know, it's hard to find somebody between the ages of 40 and 90 that has, hasn't heard of that song, you know. Right. Uh, it, it's, uh, it was ubiquitous, but... It was really was a novelty song, and and she performed it well. So uh, okay, so that's that. And another thing I I don't know much about, but I just heard about it. I don't even know who Ellie King is. Oh, that was a L huge L, L, L King. King. Yeah, but suppose yeah, I that saw a clip where she's like effing this, effing well, that, the old Opry it, and stuff. It, and it was more than that. So it was Dolly is Dolly Parton's birthday tribute show at the Opry, and. I mean, one of the things that I guess people who may curse more in life than anything else know once they hit the stage at the Opry, because it's a live radio show as well, like, you don't do that. Yeah, and, I've been there. I've been sure. I know about that. Yes, you know. Uh, apparently, it wasn't just the cursing, but it was the fact that she was also drunk and slurring, and it was a tribute show, and blah, 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 blah. And, I mean, I saw some clips of it. It was bad. Like, even if for, like, a normal concert, if it wasn't at the Opry, I would have even thought that that's something that probably would have made the news and people would have talked is about. Is she like, is this like she's trying to kill her career or what? Oh, I think she's done. Like, she just canceled her concerts. I'm not um, sure she, she had much of a career going forward. No, but yeah, she, I, I vaguely she heard hasn't yeah. been dropped yet by yeah. like her management or her record label, but I think that's in the works. Especially because the Opry who doesn't necessarily respond to certain things, did respond to this and apologize to fans who were commenting yeah, about it, about how bad fan, it was. It's a family kid thing. Yeah. Well, you know, these new people that well, do country pissed, music. She pissed off Dolly, too. Like, yeah, these new people, I don't think Dolly gives a shit, but I, you, 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 you piss off these people that are stayed in tradition at, inside the Opry, and, you know, I, I don't know that it's relevant today. I mean... Basically, new artists going to play the Opry, they say what a privilege it is and what an honor it is. But You think it's baloney? In reality, I think it's like going and visiting your grandparents, you know? I mean, it's like, it's kind of a time capsule, and I saw it. I saw a great deal of the clips associated with the performance. The bottom line is it's just kind of a tacky, tasteless appearance and she kind of showed her redneck ass you know that's that's the bottom line but 
Anybody ever heard of Hank Williams Jr.? I mean, hello. In the grand scheme, who really cares? Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it matters to anybody. I really don't. I don't know. I mean, I I think just based off of how much it's gotten noticed in the news and whatnot, she probably isn't going to really be doing. Listen a lot to us. Two music topics in a row. Yeah, and then we've actually <laughs> we're on got, a roll. You got another got, one. Nicole? We've got another one too. Oh no! <laughs> oh, we're doing the actual we're, podcast. We're back on track. Uh, what, what now? Um, so one of the things I wanted to bring up that I was looking into this week is there is a new streaming platform called Insider Music, and it's like I. N S called called why bother? Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I apparently, there they came on the scene because of the success with Patreon and Substack, and they're specifically driven for music artists, where they will pay out streaming royalties at a higher percentage because in their app, the music artist actually gets to set the rate at which people can subscribe to their quote unquote channels or playlists and things like that so it was just something that piqued my interest because It'll they're flop. specifically it, it may flop it may It'll do flop well. because people don't want to pay anything people are cheap you know yep. some people will, will do it but i think artists say- will see the benefit in it because they're the ones that get to set the rate and if they have an engaged fan base they could make a lot more than spotify especially with spotify saying that you need to have a thousand streams now all you even indie guys out. all you indie people who are up on you know, what does it matter where you tell your people to stream your stuff? So just just get off Spotify, but it's only up on this one place. Correct. Yeah. You know, and, and like, let, let, let's squeeze Squatify out. Spotify out. Squeeze you know? Squatify. Whatever, <laughs> Squatify, right. Squatify. I like that, Squatify. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I think that it, it might have a shot to be a little intriguing at the beginning because you don't have the billions of other streams to compete against. It's worked for other platforms. You know, you get an initial burst of interest because it's probably pretty artist-friendly. And the other idea is that the artist can direct their audience to this thing, and they're not competing with the billions of other streams that are out there. So that there's a certain discovery aspect of it that it solves, right? I don't know. I don't know if it will work or not. I mean, the patron model has been working since Chopin, you know, since Beethoven. What I'm saying is I have a benefactor that pays me an inordinate amount of money in order to have access to my music. And if I do that times 1,000, I can make a living. I can but eke out what, a living. That's what you were also talking about maybe a couple episodes ago about maybe artists needing to be a little bit more the scarcity tactic scarcity. where they basically Absolutely. are telling their What's fans it called again, Nicole? insider music right off the bat the name is not cool enough yeah that's it should true. be what like would you, you have know, named it wb wb music yeah, yeah or 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 um, meaning why bother Shuttle. <laughs> shuttle. Or yeah, sh- shuttle. Yeah, or twiddle. Or skababble. Insider music sounds too old school. It sounds well, also, sh- Insider Edition bad, is also like one of those TV shows, so it could get mixed up with that. And well, we'll see. I just thought it was very interesting that they've gotten a little bit of publicity lately. Well, does, again, does DistroKid, TuneCore, and Dino Music, do they all subscribe to it? Do they allow you to put your stuff up there? That's something I do not know. Or do you go right to Insider Music yourself and upload it right to them? Probably, I, mean? I would think that that's probably what happens because I don't think Tudecore or DistroKid would want to rock the boat with you know, what they've got going on with the other streaming platforms. So, well, so I have a fun fact that you both may not even realize, but 
We'll, be, has, we'll be the judge if it's fun. Go ahead. I, well, it has been four years since we all met at Dollywood right before you and Greg brainstormed the idea for 9420. Wow. And look how far we've and look come. How far we've come. <laughs> no, in honor of that, before we get to the next song by Casey, we are actually going to have Dollywood be our unofficial sponsor for this week's podcast. So before we hear Casey's next single, Memory Lane, we are going to hear all about Dollywood. This episode of the podcast is unofficially sponsored by Dollywood, the place where Carl, Greg, and Nicole met four years ago, right before this podcast launched. At Dollywood Parks and Resorts, they celebrate the best of life as they light up the Smokies with rides, slides, music, food, and laughter day and night. They invite you into their Tennessee home where you can hold on tight to those you love most and the great outdoors in each beautiful season of the year. To learn more, you can go to dollywood.com. That is D-O-L-L-Y-W-O-O-D.com. Grab the photo albums and let's turn the page Take a stroll, getting lost down memory lane In a world so fast, it's hard to see the change But when I look at my past, I feel my center again Faces and names and places may change And people may pass, but the past still remains The stories they hide and the noise and the grain So we can Okay, to me, that was very Ed Sheeran-esque. Like, I could totally hear that being yeah, an Ed Sheeran yeah, song. Well, you know I, I love what he does? Voice. He did it in the first song, too, but this time a lot. I love guys who sing octaves, who sing, like, the lead line, like, in, in a low register, then sing a, an octave higher as background. And he gives it that... I used to, Bowie used to do that a lot. 
I, I love that. It, it gives a cool, you know, sound to the vocal. So let's try to uh, guess. Did he answer our questions? I think he did. Carl, what did you think? Did we ask questions? We did. We asked our questions of the week. All right. So the first question we asked him is to tell us a little bit about himself. Hello, my name is Casey Sarna. I'm a musician from the UK. And uh, just before I start, I want to say thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Uh, I'm really grateful to be here. And yeah, I really, really appreciate what you guys are doing. So thank you very much. Uh, a little bit about me. The music that I really like to make is singer-songwriter pop. So that's anything from just me and a guitar all the way up to a full-scale pop production. Um, and I love making songs, especially with a bit more of a, a positive outlook uh, on this world and and on life in general as well. I, I like to make music that encompasses the whole human experience. So um, making music that uplifts you on your good days, but also makes you feel maybe a little less alone uh, on your hard times as well. So I've written a lot about kind of my harder times in life and and also the fact that I can have those days but still be a positive person. So I want to show people that that is possible and you don't have to be one thing all of the time. Uh, a big project that I'm working on right now, which I'm really proud of, I'm working on releasing 26 songs in the next 52 weeks. So from July 2023 to July 2024, we're releasing a song every other week. Um, so if you like what you hear and you want to check out more, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of music coming this year. So make sure you're subscribed, following all that good stuff. But yeah. Mostly, I hope you enjoy the music. Very cool. That's an interesting project, releasing a song every well, other you know week. what he reminds me of? You know, back in, I grew up on, in, in Long Island, and we used to have this band from New York who I was literally was up against for the New York Music Awards back in 87. <laughs> they were called They Might Be Giants. Oh, and, wow. And They Might Be Giants used to have dial a song, where like once a week they release a new song that you call this number and you'd hear their new song. So it was like it was, it was kind of bizarre. It was really interesting back then, back in the eighties. Before streaming, right? Oh, even if we had called the yeah. number and they have a new song, that, that, that was kind of goofy and stuff. But so yeah, so we I lose this song every two weeks. Kind of good, kind of anti what Greg is talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but I get it for him. Yeah, no scarcity there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at this point, I mean, we he found us in November. It's January. From the three songs that we're going to feature, there's at least half a dozen more that you can go and listen to, and we'll make sure to link it in our show notes. And one thing I do love is that, you know, for the last three years, we've been doing a podcast, but according to him, we're doing a podcast. (laughs) 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 I'd rather be doing a podcast. I love it. it. All right, Greg, so we are going to get to this question, but what do you foresee his influences being? Well, I don't know what his influences will be, but I just, I keep hearing with these kind of lilting accents and time signatures i i hear coldplay and i i just i'm wondering if he's going to say the same thing i do think we're going to hear ed sheeran maybe the beatles oh i mean that is a tough question for for me i'm sure like a lot of other musicians and and music lovers in general uh, i listen to a lot of music and it's been that way since i can remember so there's a lot of influences a lot of which i will probably forget uh, but as early as I can remember, you know, driving in the car, with my parents and having the radio on and they're just being classics after classics played. Uh, also, I don't know if you remember those now, that's what I call music CDs, the compilation CDs that they used to do every year. We would have a bunch of them in the car and we would just be switching out one off to the other. So, um, I really got a good education from, from a young age. Um, 
I mean, influences for the music that I make, I would say artists growing up like Ben Howard and, and James Morrison, those sorts of artists from that, that kind of style of music uh, were big influences in, in the music that I'm, that I'm now discovering and, and making myself now. Um, also more, you know, contemporary kind of bigger artists. I would say Harry Styles is definitely one, uh, Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes, all, all that kind of group of of pop musicians um also a new discovery which i cannot stop playing is ryan Beatty. uh incredible incredible acoustic album just his voice is so so soothing and so amazing so yeah i'm constantly getting inspired and have been inspired by everything from now to the 60s movement and uh everything in between really we were all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, he's just, he's more sophisticated in his listening. Than... He lost me at Justin Bieber. but um, <laughs> I will say a, his reference to the that's CDs the pop, now, that's, that's what I call music, though, yeah. brought me back to my childhood because yeah. we had those on rotation. Like, every time they came out, we were begging my mom to get it. What? The CDs, the now that's what I call music, and then it would be like 1996 or... Kind of now cross... That's cross-pollinated major label compilation albums one last question this is our new question this is our new question so we asked him to ask us a question uh this may be a question that causes a lot of arguments between you guys uh trying to decipher whose is the best but a question i like to ask is who is your favorite um artist for the following things so number one hit making uh, for me, it would probably be somebody like Michael Jackson. He just had hit after hit after hit. He didn't really seem to miss um, too much. Um, another one would be lyrics. So who's somebody that you listen to because you just love their their lyric writing and the way they phrase things? For me, it would probably be Hosier or Sam Fender at the moment. Uh, I really love their writing styles and and me being mainly a lyricist i would say uh more than the singer or more than the musician uh i really really appreciate the the time they put into lyrics so hit making uh lyricism melody as well i really love again she seemed so effortless with it but somebody like joni mitchell um having great melodies and her voice seemingly could do absolutely anything so i really love that about her and um and the final one, I would say personality, somebody that you'd like to share dinner with, uh, who's an artist that you would want that. And I'll leave that up to you guys to uh, to argue amongst yourselves. But thank you once again for having me. And uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed. Wow. Carl, is your answer like the Beatles to everything? <laughs> no, not, not really. I'll go real quick. Like your hit maker. Yeah, probably the Beatles for hit makers that, you know, they're like, you know they they have the most number one hit songs ever at melody probably mccartney's very melodic you know um what am i gonna say who knows like lyrics i don't know I, you can't say these ridiculous things questions to ask because like different days people have different lyrics like elvis Stella writes great lyrics bowie wrote some cool lyrics you know dylan writes great lyrics you know lennon wrote some great lyrics uh then there are a lot of new guys that write cool lyrics, you know, Jackson Brown writes good lyrics, Springsteen, Phoebe Bridges writes cool lyrics. A lot of a lot of young people, I don't know. Cole, what 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 are your uh for, what are your um, four part answers? I would say, say Ed, Ed No Ed Sheeran for I, would, <laughs> I would say Hitmaker, just from like my childhood and who's still popular now, Billy Joel is just someone that came to mind. He's got uh, a new song coming out next week. 
Really? Isn't that great? That's so great. Well, brand- Justin Timberlake also came out with a new oh, song. Oh, who cares about that? But but Billy Joel hasn't had a song out since the 90s, early 90s. So this is a big deal. It's a new song coming out. He goes, We're going to have to listen to it and get into it February next episode. 1st, February 2nd. So that's a I recently cool. saw a uh, live at Madison Square Garden that I think is only a year or two old. And, you know, I was really, I was really surprised, man. He, his voice... He hasn't missed a step. He has. Well, he can still do it. He can step. still do. Yeah, I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like the show so much because I'm not. You know, some of those songs are just like. That's also why I said he's a hit maker because he can still do it. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's definitely. My hit. friend Russell, you know, who, 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 who was in this band from like Turnstiles to the Russian album, pretty much the whole career. He says being playing with Billy Joel is like being in a Billy Joel copy band. <laughs> Because, like, basically, you just play the record exact. There's no strain. There's no nothing. You know, it's kind of funny. Let's see. Okay, so the next one was lyrics. He writes good lyrics, too, actually, sometimes. He does. But, like, I'm thinking of, like, what I'm drawn to when it comes to, like, listening to music and understanding. And Panic at the Disco is someone that I always think they write very interesting lyrics. It's, yeah, it's such a big open question. There, I know. There's no... Melody, I can't really speak to because I'm not an the artist. The BGs wrote great melodies. Yeah. But someone I would sit down for dinner with is Ed Sheeran. So you heard wrong that uh, I was going to come. Yeah, we know that. that. <laughs> we know that, right? Uh, let me see. My list, um, the hit makers, I think we were we talked about this Prefab a couple episodes. Sprout. Well, <laughs> we, talk, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think that Bread, I think David Gates, I think they made... Probably you know that what, he's, that, he's been a, a, eight a, or ten hits again, that, exempted from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, I, I don't know why, but you know who would want to be in it anyway. I mean, but, it's but so still, irrelevant. he should be in it, man. But, go ahead. but I think Bread made amazing hits back in the day. Um, lyrically, I, I think you have to give it to Bernie Taupin. I think that his body of work there over you go. the You're course right. of right. forty or fifty years is just extraordinary. Uh, Melody wise, uh, a band that I don't talk about a lot because uh, they haven't been in existence for forty years. But a band from the eighties called Danny Wilson. I love those guys, and I still right. love those guys. Mary's Prayer or something. And then the guy for a personality that I would like to hang out with, and this is a weird one, but Alice Cooper. He seems like a genuinely nice guy that has seen everything. He probably has seen everything. You're right about that. You know that. what? I'll answer that question. I wouldn't want to hang out with anybody. <laughs> you know, I why, don't care. Why bother? Yeah, why? I, got, I, yeah, I can sit and talk to Paul McCartney. You know, if I want to sit with Paul McCartney, I just want to sit with him and just be in his, in his presence. You know, he wouldn't want to talk about all the stupid questions I want to ask him. So, like, you know, I don't need to be in his company. He's probably just an old, boring guy, you know. Like, you he, know? He probably you just sit next to him at a restaurant. That's about it. Yeah, I don't know. Who, who needs that? You know, like, rock stars are boring, man. <laughs> yeah, they really are. You know what? You know what? I really like your music, um, Casey. I hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, it was fun. You mentioned Bowie. Uh, I think Bowie probably, is somebody yeah, that Bowie. I would have loved to have hung out with. You know He's funny. I, mean? he, I already was. I heard Bowie's really so funny. So smart and dry sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So did we do what? Did I we think do? we. I think we did this episode. We talked think, a little music this yeah. week. Thank yeah, you for the inspiration, it's, Casey. It's no music. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is time for us to get on out of this episode, though. Uh, 
All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. Make sure you listen all the way through because we have one more single by Casey called the M25. For everything that we spoke about in this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. All I see is red lights, but I'm with you in my mind And I'll work my days to give us a life No time, but it's fine, I'm with you in my mind Cause ain't nothing sweeter than home but I know wherever I go, a piece of you I'll find Yeah, wherever I go, I know I'll always be home And so I sit on this road, and you can wait by the door And we'll both just smile It's Friday night on the M25 all I see is red lights, but I'm with you in my mind And I'll work my days to give us a life No time, but it's fine, I'm with you in my mind So I'll work my fingers to the bone Make sure the seeds are sown To show my love for you, my darling It's Friday night on the M25 All I see is red lights, but I'm with you in my mind And I'll work my days to give us a life no time, but it's fine, I'm with you in my mind